You're listening to Say So Collective by Shay, Amina, and Yvette. Here you'll get honest conversation about life, career, and everything in between from your favorite millennial influencers. Welcome back to the podcast, y'all. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about boundaries and the importance of saying no. No. I feel like I'm a boundaries queen. You You are. (laughs) Okay, so just to break it down a little bit, we have one person who is good at boundaries. That would be Yvette. I would say you're very good. Okay, me trying to give myself a little bit of credit. I think I'm I think I'm pretty good now. I'm pretty good now. Mm-hmm. It's it's taken a lot to get to where I am now. But I think that's just because now I'm like, I have no choice right. but to say no. Because at this point, it's just like, I've been saying yes this whole time. <laughs> and as for myself, I refused to set boundaries in certain areas of my life. And mm. I really let it kind of uh, run me over like a train. <laughs> <That's not funny. laughs> Why like is that funny? <laughs> I mean, I would say a car, but it's not heavy enough, not as impactful. <laughs> it was a freight train. And the implications of not setting boundaries and not saying no and thinking that you can continue to take more and more without the infrastructure needed to support more. Mm. Yeah, it has consequences. So, yeah, let's get into the boundary talk, the no talk. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe we can start with like career because I feel like that's one of the biggest ones where yeah, it's easy to not say no when it comes to like the work you do. And especially when you do enjoy the work you do, it's easy to be, be like, yes, and more, and more. Yeah. So, yeah. What Another are y'all? one. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Another one. Thank you. I'm so proud of myself for even We're having TikTokers. TikTok references. I know. I'm so proud of you. Gross. I've been watching. <laughs> she's like, she's a TikToker. Um, <laughs> I think career. Oh, that yeah. You said career boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's hard whenever your career isn't set in stone. Like you don't have, you know, you go to work, clock in, do your job, clock out. But for us, it's like, oh, based on what we get, like deals or opportunities or campaigns. And we're like, we're just going to keep saying yes because we don't know when the next one's coming. Mm. And that part is hard to say no because you want to say no, but you want to say yes because it's a deal, but you want to have your sanity, but you also want to be like- You want to have your money. Have money, yeah. You want all the things. So it's hard to be like, no. Mm, I feel like for me, the easiest way is just, we talked about this, Amina, like having writing out all your brand deals and just seeing like okay, I'm doing I'm already posting two this week. That's too much. I'm already doing this many things this week. Okay, like just you have to say no or ask the brand like, hey, can I do this another time? I can't do it right now. Um, I don't have the capacity to do it right now. And unless it's like a very specific campaign, I feel like a lot of brands are like, okay, well, we really want to work with you. Hopefully, we can work together in the future. And that's a good yeah and i think what it comes down to is like the fundamental like confidence that you are going to have enough i know in our overcoming limiting beliefs episode we talked about lack and i think that a lot of times not setting boundaries might come from that lack mindset coming up yet again and 
you know, it might tell you, well, this is the only time we're going to get this opportunity. And even though you don't have the mental capacity or the time, you should still take it because it's an opportunity. And I think that that can definitely stand in our way of setting proper boundaries because when you don't have the proper energy in place to make space for something, it's not going to come out as as good as it can or as authentically as it can. And so I I definitely think that, like you said, writing things down and just knowing like this is this is what is allowed in my space at this time. And if it exceeds that, we're just going to have to push it back and have the confidence that that opportunity will come back around if it's really meant for me instead of I can squeeze it in, which is my strategy. <laughs> no, I think that's really important. You said what's meant for me. If it's really meant for me, then it'll come back around. I think that we just should live by if it's meant for me, it'll happen, you know, like in general. So that's just an easy way to like, or not an easy way, a good reminder to tell yourself whenever you're trying to set boundaries for anything. If it's meant meant for me, it'll come back around. So I can say no now. Period. <laughs> Period. Yeah, that's really, yeah, honestly, I agree with both of you. I feel like, again, like you said, the lack mindset that keeps coming up in different ways that just rears its head. And it's just like, hello, <laughs> forgot about me. And it, again, I think with career, it's a big thing because there's this you know, FOMO, you don't want to miss out, whether it's like missing out on money, missing out on connecting with the brand, missing out on just being able to do the work. I think that there's some pride that we take in being able to take on these brand collaborations, especially because it's so forward facing to the internet and I guess the world, you know, so if people see us doing this stuff, we're like, yeah, you know, we're working, we're boss babes, we're just out here doing all the work. And then internally, we're reeling, suffering, dying inside because, there's a sort of need to, I think, prove to ourselves, and I can say I'm speaking this like from my own personal experience, but prove to ourselves slash prove to the world that like we're actually doing something. And I think that can go from both like career to even like personal relationships and setting the boundaries and feeling like, you know, you need to always consistently forever show up every single time. And sometimes it's just like, no, I simply cannot. And I know in a corporate setting, when I was working corporate, and I mean, you probably could agree, but there were times where I had to set boundaries, even knowing that I was getting paid every two weeks. Like that would that was a constant that wasn't changing. But even then, I feel like because of that, there's even more pressure to be like, okay, well, you know, you're always going to be getting paid. So why not like go above and beyond, quote unquote. And I think going above and beyond is fair in some circumstances, but there are other situations where it's just like, I'm not doing all that. I'm not working on Saturday. I'm not working past 8 p.m. I I don't. It's not that serious. I was working in marketing, so really, we're not surgeons. We're not saving lives here. We're literally putting up campaigns on Facebook and Instagram. Like, I think we will all survive if it's a little late. But things like that, where I think a lot of people who work in corporate probably feel like they can't set boundaries because there's this fear, again, of like letting your supervisor down or looking like the employee who doesn't do their work well. And the thing about it is just like, you're at your job. Like you're literally already doing your job. So you going above and beyond, it's just you being nice, <laughs> which is cute. But some days you just have to say no. I mean, obviously in a corporate setting, you can't just be like, no. But you can professionally say like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. When I was working, there were times where I was just like, I'm going to be clocked in at 8.30. And then when I had to go, I had to go. I was like, I have something to do after six. So if you contact me, 
I will not be responding. When I was on vacation, I was just like, don't contact me. I'm sorry, because you're not going to get a response. And it was respected because at the end of the day, it was just like, I'm taking vacation and this is the boundary I'm setting for this job. So whether you're corporate or, you know, living this entrepreneurial life of just things coming when they supposed to come or things being meant for you, I think it's just important to remember that you're not missing out. <laughs> you're not missing out. If it's meant for you, like you said, Yvette, it will be for you. And if not, it's okay. You'll you'll keep it pushing. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of that not boundary setting, especially in corporate, does kind of come from a competitive place. Mm-hmm. And I think that could probably circle back to the lack. But at the same time, when you're trying to prove yourself, it feels like you have to over-deliver constantly. And you're like, oh, I can do more than this person. I can do more than anybody else. I can't be outworked. And I think that that can be so toxic over time. And maybe it feels like a good thing to do in the beginning just to kind of like set the tone, but you need to be able to actually maintain that. And so if what your pace is, is leading you to burnout or you're, you're not able to sustain it without losing sleep or being frustrated constantly, then it's not worth it. And you just have to figure out what is a pace that I can actually keep up with to be consistent and stay in that place. And you'll be able to go so much further because I think at the times where I was losing sleep and trying to deliver to everybody all the time at any hour and always accessible, it just depleted me. It sucked. I think, yeah, yeah, that's a great point, especially what you said, because I didn't think about that for corporate. Um, (laughs) But no, you said something, Amina, um, trying to prove yourself. And I think that a lot of saying no is really, a lot of people struggle with saying no because we're trying to prove ourselves, whether it's our job or like our friends or any kind of relationship is just trying to prove that one, I can be a good friend or two, I can be a good employee or whatever that case is. So like the whole setting boundaries and like literally saying, I can't say no, I just have to do this, I have to do that is like proving to Mm -hmm. others, like I'm just trying to prove myself. Right. For whatever whatever your reasoning may be. You and know? I think there's a lot of reasoning too when it comes to in corporates, especially being a woman and maybe being like one of the few women on your team. So you're like, I know that the guys are getting more opportunities than me. So I have to step up and be so much better and so much more valuable than them. When it comes to creating content, it's like if I know that these are the people who usually get more opportunities than me because of a lack of diversity, because of X, Y, Z reasons. And that could be diversity across so many different things, whether it's skin tone, hair texture, body type, all of these different things where you can't help but kind of compare and see like, it seems like these opportunities aren't coming to people who are like me. So now that I have this opportunity, I have to step up and shine and putting so much pressure on yourself to yeah, prove that you belong when you always belong. Like that opportunity came to you for a reason and you don't have to kill yourself to prove that you deserve something that is is coming to you because you do. But I think that that does take a lot of confidence and it takes a lot of kind of repetition because especially in in entrepreneurship, (laughs) it takes a long time to feel like, oh, wow, work is consistently coming to me. I'm attracting abundance. Like those, (laughs) those type of things that people say and that you read in books and that are encouraged to be like mantras, that is actually like 
real that you have to remind yourself of that so that you can keep the mentality that you don't have to burn out and abuse your boundaries just to, you know, sustain and thrive. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um, the setting boundaries are not setting boundaries, then it kind of goes in this like hamster wheel because in the people around you, whether it's corporate or, you know, you know, family, friends, et cetera, get used to you always saying yes. Yeah. So then you become that person that is like the go-to in a job, for example, you know, people are like, oh, you know, go above and beyond. And then you realize that the more you go above and beyond, which is not a bad thing, but the more you do it, the more work they stack on you. Right. Mm-hmm. The more work without extra pay. Let me just say that. And so they're giving you more work because they're like, oh, okay, she she takes it on so well. She just says like, yes, and she's such a team player. They love saying team player in the corporate setting when you <laughs> are willing to take on all the work. Team player, aka no boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. That's what they mean. Okay. But they'll consistently give you the work. And you'll consistently say yes until it gets to a point where you're at your breaking point. The thing about it, though, I think that a lot of people, and this is not necessarily any shade to those people, but, like, if you're not saying no, human, like, the way we kind of operate is, like, well, you're not saying no. So people are going to kind of push regardless. And maybe not even out of, like, spite or being, like, rude or anything towards you. But in their mind, they're just like, oh, this person is just always willing to be there. So, sure, I'm always going to go to this person for this thing. And I know we'll get into, like, more friends, relationship stuff, you know, later on the episode. But, like, when it comes to career stuff, people will consistently come to you and ask you to do it. And the same can probably go for, like, the brands that we work with or, you know, If they're always like, oh, you know, Shay is always a person who will always say yes to this thing and will always get everything in right on time and do this and do that and da da da, then they probably get used to it after a while. And then let's say one day I just simply cannot, cannot do it. And I, you know, I slip up and I'm like, I send something late, which happens. (laughs) Okay. It'd be happening. Then all of a sudden now I feel horrible. And then in my mind, I'm somehow thinking that they probably think of me as like, the worst employee, quote unquote, or the worst, you know, person to work with because I have finally gotten to a point where I can't even sustain what I've built up this whole time, built up as in not setting any boundaries. And so I think it's something important to think about when you are consistently being the yes person, that you are the yes person. You're the go-to. And until you tell that person or people that you're no longer the go-to, they are not going to stop being, or they're not going to stop themselves from going to you essentially. So yeah. I know it's something that I've had to realize when I was working corporate. I was just like, absolutely not. <laughs> and sometimes people will act mad when it's like, oh, who are you to get these boundaries now? You've been saying yes exactly. for so long. And you start to feel bad, bad or guilty about saying no and people's reaction to your no. And that's why it's so good to just set it up in the beginning. Say no from the beginning. <laughs> from day one. Because eventually you will have to backtrack and you will have to step back. Right. And then you'll have to have that confidence either now or later to be like, ah, this is my capacity. And, you know, you'll have to join the wait list if you uh, <laughs> Ooh, the wait list. Wait list. <laughs> I actually like that. The wait list. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I think – this also can tie so much into friendships and relationships. So what about saying no and setting boundaries early on in friendships? I'm crying. Do you want to go there? <laughs> um, I think 
Mm. We could go there. Yeah, we can go there. No, that's great. Friendship boundaries, I feel like, are the most important because obviously these are people who feel like they have a lot of access to you. And which is great. You do. You're my friend, partner, whatever the scenario may be. But <laughs> the access has to be limited. Like, I, you just, there's no way humanly possible that you can give 100% to everybody around you. So, like, you just got to let your friends know. Even your man or your girl, you got to let them know, like, hey, I don't have it in me right now. Or I can't do this right now. I can't even have this conversation with you right now. Mm. Like, there's just so many different levels of boundaries and relationships. Because people will... Again, being the yes friend or the yes person, if you're the person that somebody always goes to for like a vent session, which is fine. Like, I know I love a good vent session, but I love when people like vent to me. That doesn't bother me. But I know some people just can't take on people venting to them, but they have done it before and they're like 10 year friendship. And like the first five year, maybe they were like the venting person. But now they're like, I just can't do it anymore. My life has changed the last five years and I can't, but they're so used to me being this venting friend that how do I now break that off? Like, how do I say, hey, love you, but you can't call me every day with your problems. Like, it's hard to do it, but you have to do it. And I think, especially when you start off being one way to a friend and then you go another way, it's like, hey, you can have the conversation, like a true sit down. Like, hey, we need to talk. Yeah. Mm. What we were doing with our friendship is great. I love being your friend, obviously, but like the way we were doing this part of our friendship, I can't do anymore because X, Y, and Z. Like, I think just having the conversation is okay. And again, having confidence to do that to your friend and letting them know, like, I'm not trying to not be your friend or friend break up with you. I'm just trying to say like, hey, I can't take on this part of our relationship, friendship anymore. Which is very important. Which yeah. I think, you that's know, such a good one. And I think that sometimes it's so uncomfortable, even the thought of that, like setting a boundary with somebody who's so close to you, is almost more scary than like slowly fading away. Instead of redefining your relationship, I think a lot of people will end relationships that they maybe don't even want to end because they're so afraid of setting that boundary and saying like, hey, the dynamic of our relationship needs to evolve because I've evolved and I'm no longer in a place where I'm able to absorb daily trauma yeah (laughs) especially that isn't mine because I'm trying to deal with my own stuff right now and anybody who loves you is going to hear that and be able to honor that if you know if that's the kind of relationship that you have where they there's the mutual respect but I think that it's just again the confidence to know that like I know this person cares about me I'm probably over hyping this in my head and I just need to have the conversation but it's just so like even thinking about it and not even having to have this type of conversation with anybody, I still feel physical <laughs> tightness. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh my Absolutely. God, I don't want to have that conversation. Every single time. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's oh. definitely like a physical reaction yeah. to the thought of setting a boundary with somebody that's close. With family, it's not even as hard as it is for with a friend friends. sometimes. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. With family, I'm like, look, no. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, with family, I can say for sure I'm able to be like, stop, back <laughs> off, <laughs> whatever you're doing right now, cut <laughs> it out, okay? And I've also, you know, we're always honest here, but I've cut off family because I'm like, absolutely not. Like, yeah. no. On the flip end, with friendships, <laughs> it's significantly more difficult to do that. And I think it kind of goes back into one FOMO. 
because mm. I think that when you have been speaking from experience, when you have been the person that's been the the venting person to listen to, and the thing about me is like I'm always willing to listen because I know I know sometimes people just need to get it off their chest. I'm like I get it, but when you've always kind of been that person and then you kind of sort of set a boundary that you're not really gonna can't be that person anymore. There's this kind of fear that, you know, you won't know what's going on with that person. It's just like, mm. oh, you know, I don't know what's happening with you as much as I used to. And it could be a thought where it's just like, well, is our friendship really, you know, strong like it used to be? Or is it, I think there's just just fear of missing out on that person's life, which I don't really think that's the case anymore. And also thinking that because a boundary has been set that all of a sudden the entire foundation of your friendship has just been thrown to the wind when in reality especially as we get older like life be life in okay and everybody is just like doing so many different things that it comes to a point where it's just like nobody's gonna know every single thing that's going on in your life but there's a tendency to want to do that because it's like I want to be a good friend I want my friends to know that I'm always going to be here for them no matter what in any circumstance and I know for me that was my story <laughs> that was my story until I lost my mom and it was understandably so, like a switch. It was just like, I don't have the capacity because I am literally trying to grieve and I'm literally going through a very traumatic experience. Like 99.9% of my brain space is figuring out what the hell just happened and how my life is changing. And I got 0.1% to try to give at the time. Now it's a, it's a bit more, you know, it's a bit more. But at the time it was just like, I don't have any capacity. And I used to be that person where I was willing to be on the phone. But I know for me, a boundary I've set. <laughs> Shay, you don't like to be on the phone, I don't y'all. like to be on the phone, y'all. <laughs> I know some of y'all be oh, wow. talking on the phone consistently. And I give you all the praise because how y'all do it? <laughs> I personally cannot be on the phone like that. And I realized two reasons. One, when I'm on the phone, usually you have my full attention. I'm not doing anything else and I don't know why, but I can't multitask when I'm on the phone with somebody because I'm like, mm. low-key, I won't be listening to you. And I'm like, if you call me, let me at least, you know, give you the time of day. And two, I... Small talk is not really my thing. I know people love just talking, just be like, oh, hey girl, I'm just calling to check in. It's like, you can okay. text me that. <laughs> like, girl, I, I'm not doing nothing. Nothing is new over here. And I used to feel so bad because this has just been my thing. Like, and I have a lot of people in my life who genuinely enjoy talking on the phone. And I'm like, I used to feel so bad because I just didn't. And I would do it. And I still talk on the phone just out of, what is it, compromising? Because I'm like, okay, I know this friend of mine likes, prefers to talk. So I'm going to call them and be like, hey, how are you doing? But like, if it was up to me, I'm like, girl, we ain't got to talk on the phone. Like, I will see you. I can see you in person and have this conversation with you. So I think that's some a boundary that I've set. I never really kind of explicitly said it, but I've always kind of joked around and been like, y'all know I don't like talking on the phone. And I think everybody around me has now gotten the message that y'all know I don't like talking on the phone. <laughs> I recently had to tell somebody else. I, I told them because I don't think they realized, but I was like, you know, I don't like talking on the phone, right? I was just like, you know, because they had called me when I was doing some work. And I was in work mode. So when they called me, I was just like, shoot. I was like, okay, let me answer the phone because I haven't talked to them in a little bit. And I told her straight up. I was just like, you know, obviously I love talking to you. But I was like, right when you called, I was starting work. And she apologized. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's okay. You know, but I'm letting you know, like, 
this is why I usually like to tell people, like, please give me the time and day you're trying to call. Wednesday at 5 p.m., it's like a meeting. I will schedule the time out. I won't be doing anything. I will focus my energy on you. You call me out of the blue, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to pick up the phone. My phone is in my hand. I'm looking at it. <laughs> that's good boundary <laughs> that's setting. The, like, you know, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I, I can't right now. And there's a lot of times where it's just my mind is preoccupied doing something else. Even if it's preoccupied sitting on my couch, relaxing, there takes a lot of energy to talk on the phone. I've been saying talk on the phone for a while. Anyway, <laughs> that's one of my boundaries. I don't necessarily talk on the phone. But to wrap what I'm trying to say with friends, being okay with having set that boundary and knowing that my friendships will thrive Outside of that, mm-hmm. like, even if we don't talk on the phone every week, like, I'm not going to go, you know, like, five months without talking to you. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'll find a happy medium wherever that may be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, how do you feel? That, no, I feel like that's so true. And I think that it's really important to not project or assume that people have the same sort of boundaries or desire to do certain things as you do. And so I think that, like, even when you were saying that you can't talk now, I'm, I'm like conscious of you saying talk on the phone. <laughs> I mean, you can but, call me, you know. <laughs> no, but but now, even hearing you say that, like I can multitask. Like I I, I prefer to have phone calls when I'm at Target, same. when I'm driving, yep. when I'm doing anything else. It's the same way that I like to listen to like audiobooks. Like I can't sit down and read a book, but I can clean and listen to a book and like still consume everything. But not everybody can do that in the same way. And they have to be able to focus on other things where there may be other things that you do as a multitask with ease that I'm like, I, I literally need to be isolated to have mm. this experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's just recognizing, and you won't know until somebody tells you, but once you learn these different things about your people in your life, you have to respect that and whatever boundary they set around that. Or if it feels like they're struggling to maybe set a boundary or you're not hearing from them or something changed, like it's okay to also maybe confront that situation and be like, hey, like, I just want to check in on you. It kind of seems like you drop off when this mm. is happening. And like I just want to make sure you're okay. Like what's going on? And that can lead to so many good conversations of like ways that you can sort of reestablish what that other person is needing that they might not have had the maybe the confidence or the ability to tell you at that time. So I think that like giving people the opportunity to set boundaries with you is also important. Because, yeah, sometimes we're just like, I don't even want to have this. I don't have the energy to to have confrontations or to have mm. these conversations that feel like they'll end up negative mm. with a negative outcome in my mind. So I'm just not going to have them. And giving people a safe space in your life, I think, is very important. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, no, I was thinking about that when you said um, – like you don't want somebody to vent for, to you anymore. Well, but, well, I know what you mean. I know what you meant. <laughs> but like you know, I'm just calling you up, just being like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get this off my chest. It's like I don't have the time, which is fair. But I think if you like anybody, not saying just you, if you reached out, like what Amina said, and said, hey, you know, I just want to check in on you because like I'm not missing out on your life. I'm checking in on you a way that I want to check in on you, and not just you calling me with your problems. I still know about your life, but I'm like. 
I am checking in and asking and you're telling me about your life in a different way. Like, oh, you know, maybe last week I was kind of going through something, but I worked through it. It's all good. Just want to let you know I was going through, but I'm here now. Instead of like the time you were going through it, calling me with the I problem, see. You know, and I think that actually happened to me recently. And it was a great needed conversation for both of us, like our lives respectively. But yeah, I just called and I was just like, hey, I just want to check in. And then we were on the phone for two hours just talking about, you know, life and how we're feeling with things. And funny enough, I was like, wow, we're kind of both on the same page with how we're feeling with things right now. And I've had situations where that has happened where I've either been the one to call because I'm like, hey, you know, I understand that you like I'm not telling them I understand you like talking on the phone, but I'm aware. I'm like, I'm aware that you need moments like this. And then other times where people have called me and something in my spirit, I'm like, just answer the phone, whatever you're doing stop it and just take a little time to answer the phone. And another conversation like that happened recently as well. And very eye-opening for the both of us. Like we were both just venting to each other. And I told her and I was just like, wow, this was really great. I was like, you know, I wasn't expecting to have this conversation today, but, you know, it opened my eyes to just like not feeling so bad with how I was feeling with certain things. And so I think even to that point, I'm realizing compromise, even with boundary setting, when it comes to relationships, whether it's like intimate or, you know, familiar or friendships, boundary setting is obviously good, but also compromise plays a big role in boundary setting. Like there are some situations, and I think we talked about it in another episode where we were just saying like there's some areas where are some times when you may need to step up and kind of go out of your comfort zone a little bit. Like there may be some times where I may need to be on the phone with somebody a bit more often just because they might be dealing with something. And it's just like, okay, right now you need this from me or from anybody who you can get it from. And, you know, I'll step up and fill that void for you in this moment. Even if it's not something that I know I'm personally not always trying to do, I recognize that you need it in this moment. And vice versa, I would hope that, you know, as friends specifically, that we understand, we kind of speak the same language. Like, okay, I'm dealing with this big thing right now. And the way they like to deal with it is talk on the phone. Maybe the way I like to deal with it is, I don't know, something else. And we're kind of meeting each other in the middle while still honoring our boundaries in a safe way. That's so true. And I think we're always just going to have those like, those moments where we do need to lean on people a little bit more and it just, I don't know. I think being mindful of like what energy that you even have to give because even like back to work, like if you think, oh, I have right now, I'm like in this creative zone where I have the ability to like, I'm in my flow and I have so much energy to give, that's not going to be consistent throughout the whole year. And I think the same thing is the energy with any relationship that you have where it's just going to ebb and flow sometimes where you need to focus a little bit more energy on yourself and your own personal growth. And other times you do have a lot of energy to give to your loved ones or to your career. And it's just being mindful of what you're needing in those moments and not like exploiting your energy levels by assuming that you're always going to have like that same pace to give to everything in your life. Like there are seasons, I think, for everything. That part, that that's a good, that's a good one. Because um, you're right. It does change. Like your level you know, of boundaries yeah. for Sometimes people. I don't – I feel like I have certain months where it seems now consistent where I can like look back at the calendar and be like, for some reason during this window of time, I don't want to deal with anyone else except for like my immediate like very close circle and like that's it. And I don't, I don't really want to work. I don't want to – 
I I yeah. just don't have it. It's giving summer for me. <laughs> no, I think that's what it is for like, me too. I was mm-hmm. gonna say like May, May, June, June, July, and usually July. I'm like I'm kind of checked out a little bit. I show up, but for context, May. I'm just putting it all out there. But May is my mom's birthday. It's Mother's Day. So obviously I'm like, mm. and then June, a couple of days right before my birthday. So already, you know, my birthday, I'm hella reflective. But a couple of days before my birthday is my mom's anniversary of her passing. So I'm already like, mm. and then July, I think I'm like recovering from dealing with both of those things happening. And so, yeah, usually May, June, I feel it. I'm like, ooh. So if I'm giving a little bit, I'm like, yo, I'm really stepping out right here because nine times out of 10, I'm trying to be a hermit and be inside and not talk to nobody, literally nobody at all. Like I'll just stay a little quiet, little shell. But then, then when we get to like, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) having little spills here, but when we get to like holiday season, granted that just puts me in a good mood. So I'm like, hello, everybody. I'm here for you. Talk to me. Let me be here for you. I think that's just because I I love the season. So I'm like, I want to spread joy and love and happiness. So let me be that for people. But yeah, I look back now and every time I'm like, "Mm, whenever it's May, June, I'm always just like, "Ah, I cannot be bothered with anything. But I think that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like a, I don't know, like a business. Like, you know, when things are kind of up, you know, when things are kind of down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing for anything. Like when we look at things that we respect, like a show that we love that's on the air, they have to go on hiatus so that they're able to recoup and do all the things. Like we all need those moments. That is a good analogy. Yeah. Or even like the way seasons change and I don't know what the trees are doing. I definitely have (laughs) times where my leaves fall off and I'm just like, don't talk to me. I know this is random, but I just recently noticed how leaves fall. I'm like, y'all fall. You lived There's in a California big tree right outside, <laughs> right outside my apartment. And I noticed the leaves came back and I was like, oh my God. But I didn't notice that they were so gone in November, December. I was like, wow, you guys are dead. California anyway. problems. Yeah. <laughs> Only reason uh, I'm like, wow, nature. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that we're the same way, like as Mm. beings of nature too Mm -hmm. where we have our seasons where we're kind of like whether we're hibernating or we're just doing what we need to do to recharge and kind of re-emerge into society with you know more insight and perspective more creativity more of our like essence to give but you have to rest in order to make that happen and so when you're ignoring that and when you're on this constant cycle of like right now there are no boundaries because of technology. People are always posting. People are always available to open their email and respond if they want to, unless you set those boundaries. And so where everybody's always coming at you with an opportunity or work that you need to do or something you need to give them, if you're not respecting that, hey, right now is my season where I'm like, I'm kind of offline. And you know, whether that's accepted or not, if that's what you need, you have to learn to respect that and learn how to say no in those times a little bit more than you would when you have a lot of energy. So it's, you know, I think it's a lot easier said than done because it's something that I just started to recognize in myself. And I was so resistant of it. And I'm like, no, I have to keep going or else everything's going to fall apart and I'm not going to have any more opportunities and I'm going to fail. And I like you really have to break that down and like kind of rewind and be like, okay, first of all, 
that's not true. But yeah. why do you think that? And then where are these moments happening so that you can get ahead of them next time and not beat yourself up so much that you need yeah. a little break? Yeah. So basically just figuring out whenever that time is for you is mm. important. And then letting everybody around you know, like, no. hey, this is my time yeah. that yeah. I need for myself. Yeah. yeah. Work. Mm. Imagine how time. much more peaceful we would be. Ugh. Like that's, when you were saying that, I was like, wow. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. I think people now know, like I was mentioning, May is like like a like a very sensitive. So yeah, what I've if noticed you respected yourself during that time to be yeah. like, I am not available. I'm for not events. available like right. anything. Unless for anything. I am. Yeah. Unless I yeah, I just feel like, oh, okay, maybe I will just get out the house today and do something yeah. a little different. But I can say I think like, you know, close friends and family, close friends know that, okay, May is like a little sensitive. So, you know, they'll shoot me a text like, hey, just making sure you're good, you know. But it's like, you all know I'm probably going through it. So I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. But mm-hmm. I probably won't be my usual perp, like pre- preppy, perky self. Mm, am I that perky? Let me stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> But I won't be my usual self, you know? And I've respected that the people in my life honor that and know that this is a sensitive time for me. So it's just like allowing me to be without me feeling guilty for it. Which brings me to another question real quick. What happens when the boundaries are not respected? What do you do? And and what might that even look like? (laughs) (laughs) I just heard what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Wow. I'm such an awful person because I'm always like, you just got to let people go. Bro, you are not awful. I actually respect (laughs) your... Okay, I know Eva's going to say this, but real quick. And I think Nina, Mina, we had this conversation like together. We were talking about you. Oh, okay. Wow. (laughs) Where we said we're like, you do very well in like being like, you know what? No. Like I'm not dealing with this and it's not like it's immediate it obviously takes time to get to a point like that but you have a good way of kind of being very strict with your personal boundaries and what you are willing to deal with and what you simply will not deal with which I think we all have there's certain things we know that we're not willing to deal with but we still put up with it anyway because we're just like well and you do a good job of being like absolutely not like I'm I'm and not doing that it feels so nice like okay, I know wow. it's not like yeah a, like we we actually really had like a, a conversation about this no, well, we are going to tell like, you this I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> just kidding <laughs> well it's things that we've probably already said to you as like a, a praise like because so an example of when somebody does try to cross your boundary almost in your face where they're like, oh, and maybe they might talk to you crazy and you're just like, hmm, let me process this later and not cuss this person out, where you'll be like, absolutely not. And you'll do like a hand motion that feels like it's very definite. We're keeping it But it's also animated enough where it feels friendly, where it's just like, we're oh. pinching our fingers yeah. together. We're not, yes. Yeah. It's like doing. if your favorite teacher is just telling the whole class to shut the hell up <laughs> <laughs> with just a hand movement. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we respect her, so we're gonna we're gonna settle down. Ah, okay. Yeah. Something about the way that you do it, because it's so immediate, you don't let it linger. Mm-hmm. And where like for me, I'll be like having this whole internal dialogue, like this mother. <laughs> <laughs> Who do they think they are talking to me like this? Meanwhile, I'm like, uh-huh. Um, let me check my calendar. <laughs> uh, 
Amina. I'm not sure if I'm available. I'm not available. How yeah, easy. Not. You could just say, I'm not free that day. How hard is that to say? But for some of us, me included, I just, it's the people pleasing that can it's definitely stand in the way of setting boundaries that will set you free. Yeah. And when you just get a good hand signal <laughs> and, and, and a quick response, how do you do that? Yeah, I know. Wow. Write it down do for us. Let the people know. I know. That's How are so, you so confident in your boundaries? Ooh, that's a great question. That is a great question. Wow. I've never really thought about it that much. I just know, well, like, we have. Amina has, because <laughs> you have told I me this a lot. <laughs> yeah, Amina's like, wow, you have, you, I don't know, you always say this. You're like, you set really good boundaries. And I never realized that I did that until you pointed it out. And I'm like, huh, maybe I do. You do. But oh, I do. And now I'm, I don't even know how I got to that point. Like, when did I say, I'm just not here for this? Like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> which is my favorite thing to say, by the way. I just can't. Because <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> Every day, I cannot. <laughs> no. But like, I just know I don't have the energy for a lot of things or like the capacity for things. So I'm just like, I don't want to deal with it. It's, it's good and bad. Like in my relationship, I know I've had to be like, okay, there has to be things you have to deal with. Mm. Like you can't say you don't want to deal with all the things when this person needs you to deal with this. So there's times where I'm like, I hear you. Just give me a minute. So now my, for, I use my relationship, for example. Now I know, you know that I need time. Mm. I'm going to handle the situation and talk about it. I just need time. So getting to the point to be able to say, I hear you. I'm not like blowing you off. Yeah. I just need time. It's like a not right now. Yeah, just truly not right now. And not because I feel like I'm better than the scenario at the moment. I just, just not right now. But that's what I know that I need or what I'm going to give you at the time is just not going to be good enough. So when I realized that, I was like, either you're going to get just whatever I want to say just to like make you feel good right now or the real response. So like, you have to have, I have to give you time. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what I think that, (laughs) Shay's face, that's what I think that I've realized with myself over the past couple of years and implemented in how I respond to a lot of scenarios and just people in general, because I know, okay, it's been a couple of days. Are we ready now? Mm -hmm. Like, let's, you know, what is it? Or what do we want to do? Or now I have time to do this. I don't not want to do it. I just didn't have time at the time. So, you know, like just knowing that, everybody around me is going to be still around, mm. you know? Like, yeah, I am confident to know that I'm not going to lose. you're going to be around, you're yeah. going to be, around. Yeah. Gonna be yeah. around. And it's like quick confidence and quick decision-making where you can immediately, because I think where a lot of us fall short in this is where you want to give yourself time to think about it. And you can just immediately maybe identify in your body or like you already know because you have a list where it's like, I know that I don't have time for that. So instead of being like, oh, let me circle back, you say no. Yeah. Either it's a no or it's like, give me a minute. And there's only kind of like mm-hmm. two answers there or a yes. But if you're setting the boundary, that's it's, it's yeah. more than a right. no. It's more than no than it is yes. Yeah. Right. right. And I think yeah. that's how it should be because we don't have the ability to just, yeah. And I think that there's also been some mixed messaging with the difference between like being open to opportunities, but then the importance of boundaries. Because I remember when I read the book uh, Year, Year of Yes, yes. with yeah. by Shonda Rhimes. I love a that great book, book. Though, by it's the way. It's a great yeah. book. And I even think the final point was like, 
learning to say yes to saying no. And I was like, oh my gosh. No, that was the point. She was saying like, she said yes so much in her year of yes. And now she's like, okay, I'm burnt. Yeah. You know, and I need to learn that I can say no and still feel okay with saying no and not feeling like, Oh, okay. I have to do this this right yeah. now. This moment is it's a yes. the permission yeah. to the permission. Yeah, the permission to like have that. the mm-hmm. boundary and to know that not everything needs to be for you in this moment and being able to recognize it quickly because yeah, I think that when you do have some doubt lingering, it does make you feel like, oh, is it okay to say no? Even though my immediate emotion is no, I definitely don't want to do this, but it sounds like a good opportunity because I would get this exposure or I'd be able to meet this person or work with that person, even though everything else sounds awful. That's it. (laughs) Right. And it's the immediate gut. I feel like a lot of us don't. I'm not going to lie, that's not me, but a lot of us don't listen to our gut. If there's one thing I've been doing lately, it's listening to my gut. When my gut is like, mm, I'm like, ah. And when, whenever, whenever I go against that, I'm always just like, see, I could have, I should have. Should listen to my gut. And with the boundary thing, when it comes to like, you know, people in my life, I feel like I'm, I don't know, somewhere in the middle where it's just like, I'm willing to set the boundary but then I set the boundary and I am processing what I just did. I'm like, oh, God. Okay. I told them <laughs> no. Or I said no. I can't do it. And now I'm like, oh, my God. Do you think I'm a worse person? Do you think I'm a bad friend? Do you think I'm a bad you know, family? Am I just being rude? And I'll, and I'll ruminate. I'll ruminate. Y'all, I can, I can ruminate over stuff for a very, very long time. I recently told my sister about something that she was like, you thought about that for that long? And I was like. <laughs> Still on that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's, I'm not embarrassed by it, but it, it's it's that deep. And I think learning to just, like you said, set the boundary and keep it pushing. I'm like, if the way things are going to work out is the way things are going to work out. My thing is that I want to set the boundary, but I also want to control the outcome of setting the boundary. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, if I say no, they'll just be like, yeah, girl, totally. Whereas they could be like, Okay, you know, and react in a certain way. And in my mind, I'm trying to prepare for whatever their reaction reaction might be. I'm sorry, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of situation, but I'm trying to prepare for whatever their reaction might be so that I already have like, you know, my list of like uh, rebuttals as to why I needed to set the boundary. And every time I have done that, it has proven to be not great for me. It has proven to not be good. And the outcome has been bad. (laughs) And so I'm... Learning to set the boundary and let it be. Well, however people take it is however you're going to take it. However you decide to respond to me is how you're going to decide to respond to me at the end of the day. It don't even matter if I try to, you know, come up with scenarios and try to give you explanation as to reason as to why I set the boundary, which is I think is another thing that we do. It's like we try to explain why. Why am I explaining to you why I said no? The answer is simply no. I know that tweet that goes around was like no is an answer. <laughs> no is a full sentence. A full sentence. There we go. Where... I recently had to be like, no is a full sentence. I don't have to be like, oh, no, because listening mm-hmm. 10 excuses as to why I can't do this thing or why I will no longer be this person to you. And so, I don't know. Like, I feel like... <laughs> I felt that. This person to you. Oh, oh, oh. But all that to say, I 
Yvette, I respect your boundary setting. I think that, I think in any friendship you learn, like when you're around them long enough, and this goes like Yvette, Amina, any, all my other friends in my life, like there's certain things I pick up on where I'm like, wow, okay. I like the way you do that. You know, like I like the way you handle that. And I think that's one area where I can appreciate how you handle your boundary setting. I think recently we were in a group chat. We're always in a group chat. And we were talking about work and you were like, I'm out. I'll respond tomorrow morning. And I was like, boundaries. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. I was like, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I'll oh, respond tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that has also been like such a good example for me too. And you do. I think it's important to be mindful of the people who are around you who have sort of that like life boundary balance that you respect and pay attention to what they say when they're setting their boundaries because that has encouraged and inspired me to kind of stand up for more of like, I'll get to this tomorrow. Like, why do I feel like I have to go past the time where I'm already like half asleep and I'm trying to get this for you immediately? Why? It'll be fine for me to do tomorrow when I have the energy and the time to do it. So... It's inspiring, and we need Thanks, more people to yeah, look girl. to. Wow. So if you have a friend that's great at setting boundaries, let them know. And, and ask uh, them their tips yeah, and tricks. Yeah, ask, ask for a, a hot list of what you can say. I mean, to, you love a list. I do. <laughs> Last episode, write it down for me. checklist. Yeah. Can you send me that checklist? I'm like, okay. Still haven't received it. <laughs> I got you right after this. I got you. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, it's just great to have that inspiration. And if there are areas where you feel like you're kind of getting stepped on right now or anywhere where you're feeling beat down or tired, take a look at the boundaries you have around that area and see where you can start setting them up. Write down your ideal hours that you're able to manage these things or how many hours a day you're willing to dedicate to said thing and stick to that. And that'll help you be more consistent and not feel like you're being abused. Yeah. Mm. I like that. That's a good little final little takeaway. Yeah. And also, I guess a final, final takeaway is to take it slow. Cause obviously if you're not used to setting boundaries, <laughs> you know, sometimes going from zero to 100 could be like a shock Overwhelming. to yourself. Yeah. You just so, set your whole world on fire. Right, like, no! You know, that that can obviously not turn out so great. So take take baby steps, you know? Maybe just say no to an outing or say no to a phone call. Block you know, everyone. Do what I do and look at the phone <laughs> as it's ringing. <laughs> and we could text them and be like, I can't talk right now. Or if that makes you feel a little more comfortable or tell them like, let me call you back another time. Or you can use that scenario for anything. Like, let me do this another time for you. I can't do it right now. And then the more you do it, it's like a muscle. You build it up and eventually you'll be really strong and be like, no. Period. Period. I like that. I like that. No Good. period. Wow. No, 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 no. Point, I don't know if you want to be a little more like, no. no I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually an excla- exclamation point. But no, wait. Chick. No with exclamation point is a little aggressive. <laughs> no. <laughs> no smiley face. I don't right. feel so passive aggressive. <laughs> No. <laughs> ah, this is great. This yeah. is a good yeah. conversation. Oh, well, well, thanks, y'all. I oh. hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a really good conversation. We great. had some good takeaways from how to set boundaries and saying no to people around you, work, friends, family, all the things. And hope you guys are enjoying the Say So Collective podcast. If you are, please give us a nice review. Love's Rate us. Only. 
five stars only (laughs) rate us on all the podcast streaming networks and don't forget to follow us on say so collective instagram we are given slay and inspiration so yeah we'll see you guys in the next episode Bye. bye thank you